1 John 5, verse 14 and 15 says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Welcome to the Abundant Faith Bible Study and Prayer Conference, hosted by Pastor Arnett D. Owen from Turning Point Mission Center Church in Jackson, Mississippi. This conference informs, inspires, and encourages the participants in the way of the Lord through His Word, the Holy Bible. You can join the conference live on Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time by dialing 712-770-8009, access code 340329. That's 712-770-8009, access code 340329. Now, let's join the conference already in progress. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity you've given us to come together. Lord, we're so grateful for your word, for everything we need, we can find it in your word. We thank you for the, the peace and the joy and the restoration and healing, the deliverance and sanctification that we can find in, in you, Lord. And we invite you to just come in our midst. We thank you for my sisters who have joined our discussion tonight. And we just want to give you praise, honor, and glory. And we yield ourselves to you. We ask you to let your spirit or healing move throughout the land. Lord, if anyone on this conference that need a deliverance, need healing, restoration, and salvation, we're believing you to do it. Whatever we need, we know we can count on you to do it. So we just thank you and we surrender all to thee. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Again, amen. we'd like to welcome you to our Abundant Faith Prayer Conference. your host, Pastor Arnett. And we're going to ask my sister, if you would, to all just tell who you are, where you're calling from, and anything else you would like to say. We'll start out with Deaconess Smith, and she was the first one to join us. Yes, my name is Deaconess Smith. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm a member of Turning Point Mission Center. My pastors are Michael Michael Owens and Pastor Arnett Owens. And I'm so glad to be on this conference each and every Monday night to be with such wonderful women of God, and I enjoy the discussion. Amen. Praise God. My name is Prophetess Dolores Lenard. I'm a member of the Word for Gospel Baptist Church, and our pastor is Elder Frederick Stewart, and our First Lady is Ashley Stewart. And I, too, am very happy to have this Abundance Conference, Monday night conference, to attend. Thank you. Praise God. Glad to have you on. Okay, who else we have? Hello, my name is Olivia Bolden, and I'm from Jackson, Mississippi, and I'm a member of the New Pleasant Grove Baptist Church uh, in Bentonia, Mississippi, pastor by the Reverend Clarence Blackman, and I'm so glad to have an opportunity to be on here again tonight. Praise God. Welcome. Glad to have you. Anyone else? Hello, Hi. my name is Carolyn Sullivan. And I'm a member of the New Pleasant Grove Missionary Baptist Church in Bentonia, Mississippi. Pastor by the Reverend Clarence Blackman, and I am indeed, it's a pleasure to be on. I wasn't on last week, but I thank God for being on this week. Praise God. We missed you. I'm glad you're on, and, and we're glad that things are well for you. Praise God. Anyone else? Well, I know we have such a gain on. 
Go ahead, name, Sister Gain. My name is Sarah Gain from Durant, Mississippi. My pastor, I'm, my church is Pleasant Green Missionary Baptist Church from Pickett, Mississippi. My pastor, Reverend Spurlock, and I'm glad to be on the conference call. Amen. Glad to have you. Praise God. Thank you. Welcome. Anyone else? Okay. Well, if uh, no one else wants to, uh, was someone saying something? Okay. Well, thank you all, and I want to ask a couple of basic rules. Uh, our calls are being recorded, and we share them on our, my podcast. So we want you, if you're not talking, just put your phone on mute so you won't have any background noise. But we want you to feel free to share as God gives you utterance. And we want you to share because we need your input and interaction. So uh, we thank God for each of you. And when you speak, just say your name so they'll know who's speaking. I know your voices, but since we are going to be sharing our podcast, I would love for you to just say who you are before you make your comment. So uh, uh, any questions? All right. Well, thank you again, and let us get started. This is the Abundant Faith Prayer Conference, and we are so delighted to have each of you on and uh, tonight we're looking at don't think you are exempt. And you'll get a more insight into why we have that as our focus uh, title for our conference tonight as a point of discussion. And as we continue to look at how America uh, is being infected and dying from this most dreaded disease, we must not be deceived by those who are more concerned about the finances uh, losses than the protection and preservation of lives. We can always find comfort, encouragement, guidance, and peace in God's word. And, and, and we know that word is none other than his holy Bible. So we want to just uh, continue to look at how we can, some things that can help us deal with what we're dealing with t- today in this day and time. And we ask you to Read the, uh, uh, Esther chapter four. But before we get there, I always like to give an update on the, uh, confirmed cases for the coronavirus. Here in the United States, as of today, we have 783,290 confirmed cases. Today, so far, that's why I said so far, we've added 23,721 new cases. And, um, Yesterday, there were a total of 24,483 new cases added. And we also um, can know that, you know, here in the state of Mississippi, we, we're still dealing with our, our confirmed cases and everything like the rest of the world. And in Mississippi, we have uh, 4,512 confirmed cases, and as of today, 169 deaths. And from a global perspective, worldwide, we're looking at um, 2,470,410 confirmed cases. That's 2,470,410 confirmed cases. And as of today, a total of 66,339 cases were added. Uh, The death total globally is 100 and 69,595 cases. That's globally. Now, in the United States, our total death is 41,000, 
872. Yesterday, there were 1,769 uh, deaths, and today, so far, 1,193 deaths. So we see the numbers are ticking up, and and it, the, the cases, number of confirmed cases are being added every day, and death totals also. We have not gone one day with not no one dying throughout the whole, uh, you know, universe here. So with that in mind, I want us to read Esther chapter 4, verses 5 through 14. And um, do we have a, someone like to read tonight? Because I can appoint, I, my mind is leading me to call Prophet D. Lewis, but do we have a volunteer? Because I, I read all the time, and I'm going to open the floor up for someone that might like to read. And I just want you to read loud and clear because we need the world to hear this word. It's Esther chapter 4, starting with verse 5. I'm going to read down to verse 14. Prophet Deloitte, do you have your Bible chapter before four, you? Know? Chapter four, Esther chapter 4, starting with verse 5. And let's use the King James Version so we all be on the same okay. page. That's okay. Esther chapter 4, verses 5 through 14. And then we're going to pause and really dig in the version with me. Um, oh, okay. It'll take me a minute to go okay. get it. Oh, that's fine. We'll, we'll just go ahead. We'll we'll put you on notice next week. So, so Olivia, do you have a Bible near you? All right. Well, I'll go ahead and read for the sake of time. This is Esther chapter Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. If you read, we're looking at... Chapter 4, verses 5 through 14. Chapter 4, 5 through 14. Uh, mm-hmm. Then called Esther, was it hashtag? Mm-hmm. One, of, uh, one of the king's chamber, chamberlain, whom he had appointed to attend upon her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was. And why it was. So Hattag went forth to Mordecai unto the streets of the city, which was before the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him, and of the sum of the money that a man had promised to pay to the king for the Jews to destroy them. Also he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given to what is it, Shushan? Shushan. Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther, and to declare it unto her, and to the charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him, and to make requests before him for that purpose. For her people. Huh? I'm sorry. For her people. Okay. And Hattag, what's it, Hattag? Came and told Esther, Esther the word of Malachi. Again, Esther spoke unto Hattag, and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants, the people of the king's 
Providence. Providence do know that whosoever will the man or woman to come as the king into the inner court who is not called, there's one law of his heels to put him to death, except first to whom the king shall hold out the golden scripture, scripture that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. And they and they told to Medica Esther word. Then Medica commanded to answer Esther. Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether hold holdest that at this time, then shall there enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and that but thou and thou father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom as such a time as this? Amen. Praise God. Thank you for the reading and for those who hear and believe and obey this word. We are blessed because this word is blessed indeed. Amen. Um, Amen. Someone just join us. Who who just joined us? Helen Russian, Tennessee. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Mother Russian, for joining us. We're looking at the book of Esther, chapter 4. And while the uh, discussion is focused around, don't think you are exempt. Now, Sister Olivia read for us Esther, chapter 4, verses 5 through 14. I want to pick it back off verse 13. The word says, Then Medecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. So my first question for our discussion tonight, and I ask when you make your comments, you say who you are and make, feel free to make your comments. How is Mordecai's response applicable to us today? but especially to those in leadership. Now, let's set the backdrop of this message, this story here. This comes to us from the book of Esther, and it starts in verse 1, but we want to just focus on that paragraph starting there in verse 5, where uh, we know here how Mordecai, well, it all started with Haman. Haman... um, became disturbed, and he was able to get a decree uh, written, with uh, signed by the king, which made it a law that uh, the Jews were to be destroyed. So when Mordecai heard the order and learned about this written, that had been written by Haman, he tore his robe in grief. And that's, whenever a person tore their robe, that's similar to their deepest sorrow and, and they were in pain. And, and and he also sprinkled ashes on his head, and he walked through the streets crying. Imagine that. This man who's now been assigned to, to sit at the king's gate and to, to minister and work there, walking around with a tore-up robe, uh, ashes on his head, and he's crying. He's walking in the streets and crying. And when he got, praise the Lord, when he got to the royal gate to store work for that day, they wouldn't let him in because how he looked and, and everything. And and as the days went by, 
there was mourning throughout the whole country. The Jews all was tearing their robe and they were putting on ashes on their head and they were praying to God for help. Imagine that. We here are facing really the whole world of this coronavirus pandemic. And imagine the people of God all in deep prayer and consecration crying out to God for help. Now, I know people are praying, but just imagine if it's people who truly know God, the saints throughout the world, they were crying out on one accord to God for help. Don't you know God is going to move? Uh, so that's what's going on here. Man. And, and when the servant... And when the servant told Esther that Mordecai was sitting in the city square crying, she became worried. She became concerned because Mordecai was like her father. She lost her parents. She was young. And he took her in. He reared her. He he nurtured her. He took care of her. He cared for her. So she, he really became like her servant father. So to hear that he's in the street crying, I'm sure that probably served Esther because Esther is now the queen. She lives in the in the, in the, in the royal uh, suites and everything, and she has her own service. She has her own uh, whole uh, suite of her uh, her own. So she's being treated in, in a special way. People honor her. People serve her, and she has privilege with the king that other people do not have. But now she hear her uncle hear about him crying. So then Esther asked one of her servants to go and talk to Mordecai to find out what was going on, what's the problem, why are you crying? And Mordecai uh, told the king, told about the king's order that had been uh, sent out. Uh, I liken that to a lot of people urging and and pleading with uh, the president to move more aggressively to uh, slow down this spread of this very deadly virus. Um, and a lot of the governors were doing uh, shelter-in-place uh, ordinance in their own states and everything, but we didn't have a national move for that. And so finally, uh, the president responded and issued that. And, and that's what was going on here. Mordecai, uh, I'm sorry, Haman was disturbed. He was angry with Mordecai and with the, with the Jews. So he urged the king to to sign this uh, order that will allow the whole race to be destroyed, just annihilated. And and when Mordecai learned about that, it brought tears to his eyes. First of all, he didn't want to lose his life, I'm sure, but he was very concerned about all the other people, the children, the parents, the mothers, and his his niece Esther. All these could lose their lives. Because one man is upset. And, and and think about that. This situation did not have to be as bad as it is because if you pay attention to the news and, and do your reading and research, reputable uh, news outlets have told us that the, this virus really, China had its first case back in November the 18th. And by mm-hmm. December, the word has come to the United States. The, the president was warned about this. The intelligence mm-hmm. agency began to include it in the briefing, and it was ignored. It was not uh, acted upon for a while. In fact, mm-hmm. if you reflect back 
there were times that the president was saying there was a hope by the Democrats. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even real. So a lot of people began to not, not believe it was real, even when it started coming out. And um, so because of uh, delaying, taking direct and, and measures, that allowed this virus to spread even more. So now we're in a situation where it's, it's really, really serious. And it's in, so many people have been affected. You know, at the onset of our discussion, we were talking about how um, we got over 783,000 people tested positive. Now, let me make sure we all understand, because this is an area that uh, my husband and I, we talk about, and we try to make sure we understand what's going on. We just try to keep up with news and how it's applied to, to God's people and how it connect with prophecy and the word of God and everything. This 783,290 people that have been confirmed here in the United States. I'm just going to speak about the United States because we're part of the, live here and also Mississippi where we live. And, but that's only for people who've been tested. There are so many more that have the virus have not yet been tested. That's right. And see, we, we, we can't lose focus on that fact, that, that, that the virus is present more in more people and bodies than we know of. So if we don't keep certain uh, measures in place to curtail the spread, it's going to become like a wildfire. Uh, I grew up on a farm, and I remember one time our daddy, they were probably remember this too, our daddy, uh, back in that day, they, they would clear the land by burning it. They will set a fire and let the fire burn all the uh, excess stuff away. The, and then how you clear the bridges to clear your area. And so Dad has set this fire, and he normally makes sure it's a, the wind is a certain way, but, you know, wind can change, and this wind changed. And so this wind began to blow this fire, and it was out of control. We were all running trying to put this fire out. We did. God did bless us to contain it. Didn't get to the house. But when we finally got it contained and stopped, it was like my heart was about to come out of my chest. It was beating so fast because we were operating on adrenaline, and you were just in this big fight defense mode uh, to fight or to lose your life. And so we were fighting. And and that's what's going to happen if we are not careful. This coronavirus is going to continue to spread in such a rapid pace because what they have found out the social distance has reduced it, has curtailed the spread of it. But if we go back too soon without having a proper testing in place and also without being able to know who has and don't have a vaccine, what do you think going to happen? So I said all that to lead up to this part of our discussion. When, when, Mordecai was out in the street crying. Esther wanted to know what's going on, what was going on. He sent to her a copy of the king's order. And then he also uh, reminded her that, you uh, know, Esther, Mordecai told her to go into the king and, and try to, you know, speak on our behalf to, to make a plea to save us and give us a chance at least to defend ourselves. And Esther's first response was like a lot of ours. She was reminding her uncle that, you know, um, you can't go to see the king without an invitation. He has to be able to, to put his golden sceptical out to say, come on in. 
and I hadn't been invited to come in over the last 30 days. So, you know, in other words, she's saying, I don't want to lose my life. But uh, here in verse 13, that's where we are now. Um, Mordecai was letting her know, don't think just because you're living in a palace that you're exempt from this. Uh, and he was letting her remind her, you're still a Jew. You're still a part of us. So now let's go back to my question. How is Mordecai's re- response applicable to us today, uh, to us as individual people and those in leadership, whether you're in leadership in your home, in your community, in your church, in your state, or your throughout the nation, or your world leaders? Let's talk about this. This coronavirus pandemic, it is moving throughout the land. Cases, new cases still being discovered. More and more people that are being tested are, you got an increase in the number of people that are number of confirmed cases. So talk to me about what's going on. There's a push to get get uh, the country back going, get people back at work, open up the government again. Uh, but then you got the medical community saying, wait, you need to be a little more cautious because the social distancing has really cut it down. It has really been able to contain it and not let it just uh, continue to go unchecked. So talk to me about uh, do, do, do our leaders act like they think they're exempt? What is, what is Mordecai, how does Mordecai respond to Esther apply to us today? This uh, is Diggity Smith. I was listening to uh, the comment I read about it as well. Um, today, leaders, they're like saying, well, you open up, the economy is going to fall. But if you look at it, if they don't do what they're supposed to do, especially our president, he could be more deaf that could come along with this. And, you know, he's, he's not exempt. And um, I was also, this may go, it's going to still be the same thing what I'm talking about, where God, told me about David with the mantle, where at first, when they first did it, people, when they touched it, they died. But when David asked God what to do, everything was okay. And that's what the leaders of the world need to do now. They need to come to God. They're not exempt. I don't care how much power you have. I don't care who you are. This disease has it don't have no particular person who is killed. It does not have no particular person that it's given to. So they worried about the economy. They're worried about this and that. They, this country, its leaders have failed. It's not working. Some of it is with the distances, but we must, as a whole, especially President Trump, he needs to know if you open up this, open it up too long, open it up too fast, you may be opening up for more death. You could make this disease get worse. It could turn into something else. So it says it seems like to me that if you look at looking at it, uh, Donald Trump feel like he's just he's everything. He can do what he wanna do, but for those if they do do that, I believe there's gonna be more casualties than what they are going on today. It's gonna be worse. So he must okay. listen. There's no exemption to this disease. All right. Thank you for your comment. Like All right. I'd like to add your to name. that. Your, your, I'm your reminded. Name? Helen Rushing. Thank you. Yeah, from Tennessee. Uh, I, uh, I'm reminded of other incidents in high places that were ignored and there were, God had placed people in that position to let them know 
and to let the world know that there were certain wrongs going on and and it had to be stopped. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Trump put them out because they were spreading news against him. But I believe God still has somebody in place, somebody or something, and it could be the attack on him, in place to uh, allow a slowdown of all the wrong things happening, not just the pandemic, because there's a virus that's going on that's even worse than the disease against the body, but it's one against the soul and the whole lifestyle of people. Um, but I, and, I, and I just believe that God has people in place everywhere above that that can influence people in high places to uh, bring, turn things around. Okay. All right. Praise God. Thank you for your comments and input. Yes. Anyone else? No more comments? Okay. Well, I thank you both, Deacon and Smith and Mother Russian, for your uh, comments there. And um, I want to just say, ditto with what you're saying, and also we have to know, too, that um, our leaders, especially like uh, Trump and some of the other people in administration, they seem to act like they, they, they have a mentality they're elite, and they, because they're elite and they're exempt, they don't seem to uh, be willing to abide by the principle that if one is sick or hurting, or even dying, we're all affected. And so often, I think our president in particular seems to act as if he is not uh, connected with the rest of the world. And he seems to look out of the lens uh, of reality in a different perspective than the rest of us. But uh, like Mordecai, he was letting Esther know, okay, such a time you were put there in this uh, position by God, and and this is an opportunity for you to step up and do what you got to do. And if you don't step up, God's gonna deliver His people. He just He just won't deliver it through you, and then you're just gonna be ashamed on you and your family for the rest of your life. And I think about how many times, and you look in the scripture, how God will would send someone as a ram, and He would deliver people through that. I remember when um, uh, Deborah uh, was a judge, and she told uh, um, her servant, I forget his name, told him to uh, go out to fight, and he was afraid to go without her going with him. Uh, And she told him, okay, you're going to, a woman's going to get the honor here. And see, sometimes God be telling us to go forth for fear will hold us back and we want to lean on somebody else and not be obedient to the Lord. And and God's going to deliver. He used uh, a woman to deliver the people from, right, I mean, he had a chance to, to be the one to siren. I mean, not siren. He had a chance to fight 
but he was afraid to go out without Deborah going with him. And and the point here is Mordecai is letting uh, Esther know that such a time as this that God had put you here. And don't think you are exempt because you are in the king palace. And mm-hmm. I'm reminded of a, of a time when um, God uh, had to deal with somebody who thought they were God themselves. Uh, mm. Herod, when he mm-hmm. was uh, he was a he was a phenomenal speaker. He had the the, the charisma and everything, and uh, he spoke with such eloquence. People just amazed at how he spoke, and they said he speaks as a god. And he sat up on his throne, and all with his royal clothing on and everything. And don't you know God let him die right there on the spot? And mm-hmm. so. God is going to be God. God has given Trunk a chance to to be uh, a vessel that he can use such as this time. But if he chooses not to do what needs to be done, God's work is still going to be accomplished, and he'll accomplish it through someone mm-hmm. else. And so we have to realize that just like God uh, delivered his people uh, from Herod and, and his uh harassment and his harsh leadership, God will do that same thing for us. And we just have to stay prayed up and know that God is going to take care of us. Herod um, was sitting up there, and like I said, he spoke, and he was in the city of Caesarea, and he was uh, giving the, uh, this eloquent speech, and people were just amazed at him. And we see how so many people are willing to put their lives at risk to lift up Trump. Um, we look at how people are protesting against uh, the government, against our governors and other leaders about this stay-at-home, uh, shelter-in-place order that's been put out there and these social distancing measures, put on your gloves, put on your mask and, and wash your hands, all these things. But um, this is a message to us. As we look at this word of God here, how God just told us here in in the book of uh, Esther in verse thirteen, in verse thirteen, it's chapter four, verse thirteen. He said, uh, "Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escaping in the king's house more than all the Jews." And what I'm saying here is, all these people that are coming up with these uh, rallies and these protests uh, blocking the street with people who are trying to get to the hospital to help save people's lives or to provide a needed service. They can't get there and how you have more and more of these uh, uh, protests coming. And, 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 and when you, even when you own the company back in country, back up, what, what, what evidence or where is that guarantee that we're going to be able to just turn back the clock like everything is fine? This is going to be, we may not ever get back to what we call normalcy. There are going to be a lot of people that's going to be hesitant to, to go out and, and shop, first of all, because mm-hmm. they've already gotten behind in the other uh, business matters. You know, you're behind on your mortgage or you're behind on your rent or you're behind on your car note or your insurance, whatever case Living may be. Living has just really changed. That's it. Yes, yes. Living has changed. And even when they open the mall and, and, and say you can go back to work and all these places, 
you go back without the well, proper testing in place, without the proper testing in place, and without the the, the uh, tool to track who is infected, and you mm. don't have uh, 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 immunization, you know, you don't have anything to because you're not for immunization purposes. Then you, you don't have a vaccine. So, what what are your measures you're going to use to protect the people? Mm-hmm. We've, we've seen that we have seen that social distance has slowed it down because the early projection was 150 to 240,000 people. So we haven't gotten to 60,000 they're projecting. But if we go back and you don't have a vaccine, you are not protecting yourself from people that you that have the virus. What is going to happen? So again, Mordecai comment. Don't think you, uh, you know, can escape. This, the virus, it does, it's not discriminating. It's attacking old people, young people. Uh, it's attacking people who got money, people who don't have any money. It's attacking people in prominent positions. It is attacking people in government. It is attacking people all over. So the question again is, how do we, and what what do you think is is the right way, or how do people responding? You know, we're looking at where the uh, the admonition has been given by Mordecai. How is that relevant to those who are protesting the shelter in place ordinance and the other lockdown measures um, by these people who are just showing carelessness? They're showing like they don't care. Uh, they're uh, being adverse to use means for their own safety. And, and you know, that's bad. But then take it to the next level. It's not just your safety. It's your family, your children, your parents, other people. And see, that's what we have to deal with. We are trying, we are fighting an unseen enemy. But the way to fight this unseen enemy right now is social distancing. So what do you say to people who just seem like, they don't like it doesn't matter like they aren't taking it serious. What do you think you could can be done to help people or what do you think gonna be what it's gonna take to help people to take it serious more serious anyway this is Olivia, but i Olivia from Jackson, but I think you know until really you know a lot of people are not taking it seriously because the fact that it hadn't happened to their family member or whatever, and then they're just thinking, you know, they hear about it every day. But until it happens to their loved one right here at home, you know, in their their home or whatever, they're not taking it serious. But when it really hit them and it happens to somebody they love or whatever, then they're going to try to go and try to uh, go back to trying to do whatever it needs to be. But right now they are not, they're not thinking because I was looking the other day and I was just observed. I had went out to the store and I was trying to get something. And I just looked at all the people that they was going. They were just walking around and nobody, most of them didn't have on any mask, no gloves, no nothing. They were just like in a world that nothing was happening. Like they, they didn't believe that all this was happening. You know, they, it, you know, some, some people just not going to take it serious, like I said, until something happened to them. But what we need to, you know, I guess I don't know how long it's going to take for them to really get it, but. They are not taking it seriously. To me, it, it got to hit them or uh, happen to them. Because one man had said, 
uh, one of his friends didn't believe, you know, he believed it, but he wasn't taking it seriously. He really got to know that it happened to someone that he knowed and it was him. Mm-hmm. And then he started protecting himself and doing because he, he realized this is really for real. It is really killing people. And then they tell what happened to them. And then, you know, but until then, you know, they got to really something, something got to happen directly to them in order for them to kind of believe they, it has to have what people won't listen to what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Uh, any other comments? So you're saying until uh, someone in the White House or number 45 yeah. or someone in his family get it, it won't have the same impact because it really look just listen to what he's saying and doing. It seems as though he's more concerned with the economic side of the house right. than protecting people's lives and putting things in place. And I, I know it's got to be a balance. You know, we, we mm-hmm. unfortunately, this, what we're dealing with now, is probably going to be the norm for a while, If if you know, because without a vaccine, we can't go back to what, how we were. Even when we go out, we still need to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We still need to put the mask on. We still need to do the social distancing. And 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 you're right. There are a lot of people that are not taking it serious. I see uh, when I saw those people protesting, they had their children out there with nothing and giving them candy. It sounded like wow. You know, as a caring parent, we tend to error on the other side you don't want your child to hurt. If you got to suffer, you'd rather suffer than your child to suffer. Even though we got grown children now, if 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 we had to do something and we could spare their life by taking on that pain, we would do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so to to put your child in a situation or your mother, whatever, that can be harmed, that shows uh, 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 well, it shows you, first of all, I don't really care for them. That's what that shows on one hand. And it also shows selfishness. Like, I, I'm I'm not even visiting my mom because I don't want to expose her uh, and put her at risk. I don't I think I have anything, but I'm still having to uh, do some things where I have to go out and take care of business for the home and the church or whatever. We're not having church services, but we still have matters that have to be taken care of. So I have to sometimes go out to the bank or whatever the case may be, or to the store. So I don't want to expose her because we're trying to get all her stuff sent to her where she doesn't have to get out. So when you take your parents and you go or you see elderly people out with no protection, it just really hurts my heart. And I, I just I, I pray for them all the time. And, and, and But what can we do other than pray? What What other things can we as Christians do, you think, to help people know this is real and to take it serious. Uh, this is the from Jackson. Um, I was in a store been about two or three weeks ago, and when I was inside of that store, I saw people. They were like they would move. I was just I was staying far away. I had on my mask and my gloves. But while I was standing in that store, Pastor, and they want to come, I just started praying in the store. I was like, God, they do not know what they doing. God, they don't know the seriousness of this disease, Lord. God, please protect them. I just started praying. 
and you really don't know what to do because it's, it's if they don't hear. Like what I saw that on TV with those people out there in Michigan, all out there protesting, all in their cars, out of their cars. And there was an incident in Michigan, I can't think where it was, where this, this pastor, the people was inside their car. And he came out and he was having a service, but the police officer came out and did something else. And the governor said that he, the, the officer shouldn't have done that because it made it more, the people was in their cars and it, you know, it wasn't affecting them, but I just feel like only thing we can do is pray, try to show an example by having on our mask and gloves, staying at home, not going out, trusting in God. Because other than that, all that I can say is we just need Jesus. And, it, you know, and, and it may hit home and it may not. But only thing we can do is pray and ask for Jesus because this country, this world, we need Jesus. We need Jesus. That's all I can say is we need Jesus. Hello, Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, there, uh, we as individuals can't do a whole lot, but but we can do what we. God has given us creative ways to help others to shine the very appearance of evil. God has given us, like, I have a friend that has made um, multiple masses for, and and have taken them to the nursing home. She has distributed them in the community. She made masks because she sews. Well, if there's something that God has given you to do, then I think we ought to use our creativity to put that out in public, like the media, for instance, everything, uh, every, every time I turn my phone on, there's an announcement, somebody on Facebook, somebody on YouTube sending messages. I don't do a whole lot of sending messages like that, but if I see them and know how to share it, I'll share it to everybody on my, uh, on, on my, uh, thing, on, on my, um, contact if I can and uh, those kind of things are the things that we can do. Uh, It's all in the newspaper every day in magazines every day but it's up to individuals to heed that. Now if I was out in the stores and I saw uh, this happening I would probably go to the manager and and require that they not let people in the stores that's not covered. Um, well, well, I, that's, that's I, a, a good gesture, but you know they're about making money too. But you're right. Your comments are well taken. They're very hard on top. Yeah, I know that they're about making money, but we need to, we can stress that still. Uh, mm-hmm. And they may take note of it. Uh, uh, she didn't know that the king wasn't going to put her out of the court because she go to him for the request to save the people, but she was not afraid to do it. She uh, went anyway, whether he would do it or not. Those people in the White House didn't didn't realize that they were going to be put out of a job, but they took the chance in telling Trump some things that he was doing wrong. And this is what we, this is, this is what we sometimes have to do. Be courageous. Be bold. 
in protecting ourselves and others. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. I agree. Are there any other comments? This is the Carolyn from Byron. And I was just mm-hmm. sitting up and I was listening to everybody. I had got cut off. I had to try to get back on. Um, well, thank you for coming back. Praise God. I was thinking about what everybody was saying and, you know, and listening to it. And I think about what comes to my mind is, is Trump. You know, Trump, uh, people put Trump up there in the office anyway when when that was the biggest mistake because Trump don't have God in his So if you take a look at us that's not saved or don't have God and I don't know God, then what are we going to do but follow Trump and believe in Trump? Because we don't know the Lord for ourselves. And so until we learn and know the Lord for ourselves and know that Trump is not our God, then we're going to be, it's going to be nothing but a domain of it uh, throughout this world. Because I've been in the store. I left out of the store because these people were finna get to fight. And I wasn't finna stay up in there while they fight. These people, have, <laughs> they, I mean, they, these these people were in line. They actually finna fight. And the little stuff I had in my hand, I put it down. And I come out of the store because that's how it's got to be. And, and, and it's all tore up now. But then Trump, no, Trump is not, he's not accepting stuff on himself. He wants to blame everybody else for it but himself. It's because you, when you don't have God in your heart and you just for say that's the kind of stuff you do. You blame everybody except uh, accepting things on for your own actions, for what you done did. Now, you know, uh, all these people done died. He's not going to go up there and say, yeah, I made some wrong moves to read the people in or dead. I didn't take the uh, right protocol for it and stuff. So he's going to continue this. That's why he want to – now, so many people saying about their business and stuff, like Trump want money to start back coming up because he knows he opened up. Some people going to go out there into this world where they know this stuff is still spreading and killing up people and stuff. They're going to continue to go that route. They're going to follow Trump because they, they look at Trump as being their leader and they got And ain't now time that Trump done put God out in his mouth and call God uh, and ain't, ain't said a prayer yet throughout this, uh, since he's been up there. I ain't never heard uh, Trump say that and stuff. So he's just leading the people because they we are some of us so unlearned. And, and we we just want to follow Trump. We follow Trump because we know no better. Yeah. Yeah. So they learn to accept God as their Lord and Savior, and He's the one, and that's who it's all about. Is Him. It's gonna continue to go down. We ain't lost a lot of people yet. It's gonna continue to go that way because Trump really don't care. All right, all right. Anyone else? Amen. Thank you, Sister Carolyn. I felt your passion when you were talking there. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Well, one thing I want to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, this is Olivia. I was trying to throw Sister Carolyn came in. You know, when uh, Mother Russian was saying about the uh, people in the store, about the, uh, you know, you were saying that they didn't want their sales to come down. But, you know, when she was saying that, you know, they're not going to want their sales to go down. But maybe they would. Start having some kind of everybody don't have the mask and everything, but maybe they would start having it in the store that they, you know, maybe somebody can make it or whatever, that they would give to their customer each one, you know, each time one would come into the store. You know, sometimes we talk about things, they they are all about money, but they will think about it. And then that would be a good help if they would have them in the store, you know, that they could give everybody that come in. 
Yeah, that is a good suggestion. And, and uh, uh, unfortunately, right now, those masks are hard to come by. But like Mother Russian said, yeah. perhaps it could be a project that women, uh, men too, but those uh, that could make them, uh, make some and just take them to the stores and see where the stores do right. that. Cause most, I, I know yeah. there have been people who have given out and people have used to continue to use those masks. So, yes, that's just a good point, too. A uh, couple more things I want to say before we prepare for our uh Intercessor prayer. I was talking about um, Deborah, and I couldn't think of that chapter. I had to look that up. That was in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 4. And mm-hmm. and that was when Barak, uh, she told him to go out to fight Caesarea. That was his man. And, and, and he was afraid to go because the they were, uh, and there was, there was a, he was a, a bad fighter, and, and he was known a known conqueror. So he was afraid to mm-hmm. go up against him. And and my point is, sometimes people are afraid to take a stand, but they want to have somebody with them just to give them that little confidence to move forward. And right. we have to realize that all of us have a role to play. If you were to read the book of um, Matthew, chapter uh, 24, and we talked about this before, but in verse 7 particularly, the Word of God talks about wars and famine earthquakes and pestilence, all these things. And he tells us when they've seen heaven, these are the beginning. These signs are the beginning. Beginning, that's right. And yeah, so that you. let us know. And, and the point I want to make here is when a woman is pregnant and she starts having no birthing pain, she may not be able to say this baby going to be born uh, today, but she knows that birth is pretty close. So that baby going to be yeah. coming out soon. And so the point I'm making is things we see happening is a is a is a cry, is a wake up call for Christians That's to right. recognize that God is positioning himself to come back. I like That's that right. to uh when I fly. You know, when you get ready to land, their their power don't just come out the air and drop down on the ground right away. He starts descending. <laughs> he goes through this yeah. process and that takes a while. Well, he does before he actually gets to the ground and land. But you know you're descending. You know he's getting ready to land because you feel, the first of all, you can see how when you're up in the sky, you can see number clouds. Now you begin to see uh, little images of buildings. Then you get close and closer and you see the ground now, and then eventually you land. But all that is part of preparation. And what this is having to us, we, just like Esther, Esther did go in, once her uncle happened to realize you are not exempt. And see, we have to realize that no one is exempt, even though we have uh, people act like they're elite, like they're exempt, they, they, they act like they don't care because it has not happened to them or has not happened to anyone that they know. Uh, but we got to realize, too, there's still power in prayer. Esther said, let's go on a fast. I want everybody to fast with me. No one is to eat anything, like no bread, no water, no nothing comes through your mouth. And when we fast, then I go in on the third day. And that's what she did. And when she went in after the fast, then there was a power of God covering her. And so my point is, we as Christians, we got to come close and closer together. And we got to dig in this word and search it as never before. And as we come to God, just like he said over in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, it says, My people who are called mm-hmm. by my name 
will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wickedness. He said, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal the land. God mm-hmm. still could turn this thing around, but he's waiting for those mm-hmm. who are called by his name. See, mm-hmm. he's, see he doesn't, he's just not waiting for the sinners out there. He's waiting for those who are called by his name. Mm-hmm. Humble ourselves and pray. And that's what we have to do. So we have to do our part. We have to be responsible, like was said. Let's make sure we're doing all we can, keeping ourselves clean, staying away, you know, unless you just have to, wearing your mask and go out, keeping your hands clean, covering your gloves, uh, and also use your power of voice. Call people up. You know somebody's not acting like it's real, call them up, especially you know them. Call them up, talk to them, pray with them. When you begin to talk to people and plead with them about their lives, about their soul, about salvation, about helping to see about others, to be responsible, to be a good steward, that matters. That begins to get their attention. And then you begin to share with about other people that you know have high happened to them, and they come close to home. So that's something we can do. Also, use our skills to make masks or to talk to store managers and do things you can to be a voice to the people. Don't put yourself in harm's way, but pray. And if we all pray, God will let us know what our particular roles are, and then we'll do those things. But we have to realize that God is going to be God, and, and he's going to uh, let the people that are not taken serious, that's not making a change, he's going to continue to let things happen. You remember how it was when, when Moses went to Pharaoh? God had to keep letting things happen, and it wasn't that Pharaoh lost his firstborn that he really, you know, uh, believed and make a change. It wasn't a long lasting change, and that's what's going to have to happen. To some of these people, like you said, uh, my sister, somebody's going to have to die. Some of these people that's protesting, they're going to get sick and they're going to die. Uh, I'm not wishing for a trunk to die, but he's not exempt. He's not immune. He act like he is, but he's not. No one is. And just like Herod, remember I talked about how he was, that's all in the book of Acts, how he sat up there on the throne and he was talking with all the eloquence, didn't know regard to God, and God let him die right there on the spot. So Trump will have to wake up the next day. You know, God can do anything. I don't have to wake up. So it's not any of us. None, none of us exempt. The point I'm making, we got to make sure by calling an election and be ready if our name should be called. But let's not be presumptuous. Let's not be unwise. Let's not be careless. Be a good steward and do your best. And when you do your best and do what you can, then God will do the rest. But we have to show respect for others. See, I was telling a man today, he was saying, well, I got myself a car. I put on go work. I said, but... You don't have it on now. Well, I, if it happens, that's just happening. I said, it's not about you. I said, you're not only protecting yourself. You're protecting other people also. What is it if it's in you and you don't know it? And you have your mask on, that will protect me from you. I said, so it's not always you. You are protecting someone else from possibly what could be going on inside of your body. And then by you having your mask on, you can also be protecting yourself from me. So it goes both ways. And I think that's what people are not realizing. They're not thinking in terms of how it can affect them. And and, and, and God's going to let 
things continue to happen until people are willing to listen. And but his 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 will is gonna be fulfilled. Whatever God says, it is gonna happen. Now we just gotta be sure, be ready for our day where we die or where we live. There is gonna be a day of reckoning when Christ comes back. The voice of the archangel sound, the words of the dead in Christ, and those that are alive remain alive, which all be called together. So we just got to be ready and making sure that uh, we do our part and and not uh, allow all this stuff to hinder us to from being focused and doing our part. The last point I want to come in, I want to make. Sister Carol, I think I care. Sister Olivia made this. People are hearing about it so much, and they become desensitized. The fact that it's being talked about a lot does not negate or minimize the urgency or the importance or the severity of what can happen. And that's what we got to remember. We're, I, I was talking to our daughter today. She's a mom. I really believe this is going to become the new norm for us until they get a vaccine, a vaccination. So if you get uh, uh, something that you can you know, take, get, uh, be able to uh, – uh, immune people, get people immune built up, just like uh, you do for the flu shot every year. Well, they don't have a vaccine right now. So they're finding out also people who look like they were well and then come back again. Now, they're not sure if, you can, if you're can if you being reinfected or just that it has not left. It, it looks like it was quiet now, but it, it started back over again. But the point I'm making is, all, it's so little known about this virus, and there's a discovery mode taking place. They don't have a cure yet, and until a cure comes up, we're going to continue to see the number of infections and death increases. So that that's in our discussion. None of us is, in, is exempt. That's the whole point I want to make. We're not exempt. No matter how much money you have or how little money you have, you're not exempt. Unfortunately, People of color are dying at a higher rate, but that's because we already are more probably unhealthy. We have more underlying health condition, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, heart conditions, uh, bronchitis or lung-type related illnesses. All these things, just a, that's a predisposition. You're pre-exposed. So when that comes, you got these underlying conditions, it's, it's easier for people with those underlying conditions to be hit harder, and some don't make it. Some are healed and cured, but others don't. So we have to be concerned not just about ourselves, about others as well. I want to thank you all for joining. We're going to now take our prayer request. I'm going to ask uh, Sister uh, Digna Smith, if she would do our prayer tonight. We're going to ask Digna Smith to do our prayer tonight. Uh, let's do our prayer request. Uh, let's take them. Are there any prayer requests? Uh, this is Sister Carol. I just uh, prayer for each and every one that's uh, going through this uh, this, uh, this uh, virus that's going around. I pray for each and every one that I lost a little one. I pray that my niece for my niece, she had to go, uh, she's a nurse. She went over there to volunteer to help in New York over there. They needed some more nurses, so she's over there. I pray for her and the rest of them that went over there. And I also uh, sent up a prayer for my one of my friends I used to work with. Three of her uh, grandchildren was in an accident. Two of them was 
little bitty kids, they got killed, and the other one, mm. is, uh, they airlifted the, the little 16-year-old, they airlifted her to UMC. I pray for that family and stuff, and I pray mm. for my daughter, uh, uh, two of my daughters, Nicole, I said my special prayer for her and my daughter, Tanya, and my son and stuff, and my all my grandchildren. Amen, amen. Uh, this, is Olivia. this is Sister Olivia, and I'd just like to continue for you to pray for my family. And also, I want to pray for the, the church family because we're not really having, like, online online uh, church. And a lot of our members, I'm not, you know, sure what they are doing or whatever, but pray for our, our church family. And also just pray for, like Sister Kelvin was saying, it's a lot of uh, death that, you know, been going on, and just pray for those families that God will give them strength. Cause he know we know that He makes no mistake. Yes, yes. Amen. Deacon, this Helen Russian. Hello, Mother Russian. Uh, I just want to thank God. I just heard Sister Olivia to say about the yes. church. I, I do thank God that there are lots of churches online uh, that have churches, and I have chimed in on a lot of them. Didn't know they were online, just browsing through my phone, and there they were and picked up. And I just thank God for that. Uh, and I, I and it, it is that's increasing, and I, I just. Pray that even if your own church is not doing it, that you will, you know, chime in on somebody else's just to hear the word and get 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 enough word in from leaders that are speaking the truth. Because everybody don't speak the truth, but if they're speaking the word of God, that's the truth. Uh, and, and I want prayer for those that are traveling in public transportation. Yes, yes. Amen, amen. Prophetess Lenard, and I'm asking prayer for my church family as well as my biological family. Amen, amen. Are there any other prayer requests? This is Sarah Gaines. I'm asking prayer for my family, my church family, and everybody all over the world. And President Trump. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Are there any other prayer requests? Well, I really want to thank you all for joining, and I want to say that even though we're dealing with this pandemic, God is not, he's still in control. And even through this, he's going to be glorified. He is going to be God. We have to also acknowledge that through this, we have more churches reaching more people than ever have. Because just like our church serve, we're online now, and we've got people that are viewing that would not be able to come to our church service because they don't even live here in the state. So God has used this as an avenue to, to get his word out to more people. And he has also taken away the excuse. More people are at home now. So there is no reason why they can't uh, spend more time Amen. praying, reading the Bible, searching the Word of God, 
meditating and finding and, and being uh, tapping into those ministries that are teaching and preaching the word of God. So God has made his word out there, and, and he's saying to his, his people, I'm coming back. It's just like I said, and I want to get ready to have those, uh, when she's having those pains, she may not be able to say that baby's going to be on in the next hour, but she knows that baby's getting ready to come. And these yeah. are just signs that let us know, get your house in order. If you got anything that you're questioning about or you're not sure about your soul salvation, it's time now to get ready. So God yeah. is on his way back. And mm-hmm. I want us to pray for all the unsaved. Pray that through the word of God, through the preaching and teaching, through the different um, media, people's hearts be turned to the Lord. Pray for all the pastors. Pray that God will help us to be sent to the Holy Spirit and that we will Mm. be in tune in his voice and we will do the things he's telling us to do. And whatever God does, it is perfect. Whatever God tells you to do, it's going to accomplish his purpose. He said, I will will not return void. It will accomplish his purpose. So pray for all the pastors. Pray for for those who are going in the name of Jesus who have not yet had that personal encounter with the Lord. So we will all turn our hearts to the Lord. And just pray for for, for souls. Pray for families that have been afflicted with this virus and pray for all the bereaved families. You're talking about almost uh, uh, over 160,000 people worldwide uh, have have died with this virus. Here in the United States, we've lost over 41,000 people. Here in Mississippi, we've lost 169 people. So we want to just pray for the bereaved families. And and we talk a lot about the coronavirus, but there are so many other illnesses that's going on. So we just want to pray for God's healing, and we want to pray for the bereaved families. And I join my faith with the petition of God for thank you all and pray for marriage. I thank God for my husband and lift up our marriages and all of our children and their families. And we want to especially pray for the frontline workers, all those in the medical field and, and those that are on the um, frontline providing services, transportation, people who are, who are doing that or people who are working in, in retail in the stores and stuff, where it may be. So pray for all of the frontliner and the and the front, uh, those that are providing that service and 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 uh, emergency workers as well, and these are our prayer requests. Digging this, Smith, if you would close us out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we lift up your name, God. God, we praise you, we honor you, we magnify you, Lord. We want to say thank you, Lord God. We want to say we love you, Lord God. You are our beginning and our end, God. Father God, we're praying for the sick and the shut-in. Father God, we're praying for that family, God, that was in the accident, Father God. We're praying, God, that you be yes. with that family, God. God, we pray for the bereaved family, Father God. God, we're praying for the government. We're praying for our government leaders, God. God, you see the coronavirus, Father God. You're bigger than the coronavirus, God, but help your people be obedient, Father God. Father God, we ask you to walk down our communities, walk in our city, walk in our state, Father God. Father God, you're trying to get the people's attention to come unto you, Father God. Father God, we're turning to money. We're turning to everything, God. You got people protesting out in the street, God, and putting people in harm and dangerous ways, God. But, God, you warned us way back, Father God, in your word that these things must happen before your sons will return, God. We ask you, God, to prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, prepare our souls. 
because, Father God, in the name of Jesus, no man knows the time or the hour that the Son of Man shall receive him unto him. Nobody knows that time. God, you tell us to get our house in order, Father God. People walking around, talking, laughing. Joking, they just don't know the seriousness of it. And God, we're praying for our young people, Father God. I'm praying for the young people in my household, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I'm just praying for families as a whole, Father God. You hear so many people on this line right now. You heard the petitions, Father God. I might not came name of name by name or word by word, Father God, but I believe, God, that you hear the prayers of that people, oh, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to go into the grocery store, Father God. Father God, we're praying, Father God. They're talking about opening up this government, talking about opening it back up so that the people can go here and go there, Father God. But, Father God, I know some, Father God, they better ask you before they do anything, Father God, because it can end up being worse than what it is, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Mm. Father God, we ask you right now, God, that your justice fail fall upon this land, Father God, Touch our president, God. Touch him in the name of Jesus. This is serious. People do not understand, Father God. They think this is some kind of joke. They think this is a play. This is not a game, Father God. God, we rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God. We pray for all the underlying elements, diabetes, cancer, God. Some people need surgery and cannot get them, Father God, because of this epidemic, God. But you are a healer, Father God. You're the greatest physician ever, Father God. You never lost a case, Father God. You never lost a patient, Father God. God, touch the preachers, God. Touch the church houses. Touch the highways and the byways, Father God. Go with us, Father God. There's so many people, God. They're not thinking, Father God. They just go out without masks. They go out without blood. They go out, Father God, and if there's nothing, Father God. It's touching our community so bad, Father God. We need you, God. Oh, Lord, God. It just seems like you're saying, do they hear me now, Father God? We hear you. I hear you, Father God. I'm praying. Father God, use me as you please. Do with me as you want to do with me, Father God. Let me be an example, Father God. I don't know what to do and I don't know what to say, but I do know how to pray. And, Father God, I believe in the name of Jesus Christ that these women on this line, Father God, they can pray, Father God. And, Father God, I'm praying that these masks, Father God, it's not the mask, God, but it's you, God. God, you tell them how to use the mask. You tell them how to use the glove. God, we pray for the researchers, Father God. We pray for God that you have a vaccine. And I know it's in heaven, God, and you're going to bring it to the earth, Father God. You say you never leave us or forsake us, Father God. I'm going to leave it and I'm trusting in you, God. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Father God. Oh, God, you are all, God. We can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. But, Father God, we need you, Lord God. Oh, Father God, so yes. many people dying, Father God. So many people getting sick, God, going to nursing home, Father God. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. We need you right now, God, more than we ever did it, Father God. Oh, hallelujah, God. We know that the blood of Jesus stand against all darkness, all principalities, high places, wickedness, Father God. You can defeat it, God, but we need you know we need you right now, God. Something has got to give, Father God. It is you, God. We need a divine answer, God. We need a divine healing, God. We need divine mm-hmm. justice in the land, Father God. We need mm-hmm. you right now, God, like never yes, seen Lord. before, God. Oh, God, help those guys that have a knee problem, leg yes, problem, arm yes. problem, eye problem, Lord God, kidney problem, lung problem, Father God, heart problem, Father God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, touch the doctors, touch the nurses. God, touch the yes, first responders. Yes. 
Oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we need your Holy Ghost power, God, to come here, Father God, to walk down Jackson, Mississippi, walk down the state of Mississippi, walk, God, walk, God, talk, God, breathe, God, we need you right now, God. Oh, hallelujah, God, I'm calling on you right now, God. Have mercy on us, Lord, God. Oh, God, hallelujah, Jesus. We calling on you right now. We praying to you right now, God. Oh, God, we thanking you, Father God. We thanking you for answering us, Father God. Oh, Lord, Jesus, be with us, Lord, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah tonight, God. Oh, God, watch over our families, God, through the night, through the day, God. And I say a special prayer for Crystal, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Yes, She's yes, a doctor, yes. God. She's right out there, Father God. Oh, God, cover her in the blood of Jesus, God. Oh, Lord God, be with her, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Oh, God, we just praise you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, God. You're so worthy, Father, God. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we cry out for peace, God. We're crying out for healing, God. We're crying out for deliverance, God. Oh, Lord, God, they're talking about the economy, Lord, God. We need some saved souls, God. We need somebody on the first line of the first, God. We need you, Jesus. We need your angels to cover us, Lord, God. Be with us, Lord, God. Oh, please be with us, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, I leave this prayer at your yes, altar. Jesus. I leave it at your throne, God. I put this prayer, touch you in a mighty way, God. Oh, Lord, please, God, look down upon us, oh, Lord. We need you. In Christ's name, have we pray. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise your name. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Well, we know heaven has heard and he has answered. We thank you, Deaconess Smith, for that mighty prayer. Thank you for pouring your heart out. The heaven heard, we heard, and we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank and we you, just Lord. want you all to know we love you. We were praying for you, and we're praying for God to cover and to guide and direct, and you just enjoy his presence and know he will never leave you nor forsake you. Have a blessed week. We look forward to you joining us next week at the same time, God's will, and let us remember God loves us, and he want to bless us. He want to bless us with his word, want to bless us with his presence, I want to bless you with his grace. I want to bless us with his mercy and protection. So let us, and he want to bless you with his peace. So let us accept his blessings. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. I love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.